What is the relationship between order and chaos? How did chaos come about? If God is our creator, can he create chaos? If not, how did it come to be? What is order and what is chaos? Today's Differing Things looks at these questions and more. Now for today's host, Bill Petrie. Isaiah 45 verse 18 states, For thus says Yahweh, creator of the heavens, he is the Elohim, informer of the earth, and its maker, and he, he established it. He did not create it a chaos. He formed it to be indwelt. I am Yahweh, and there is none else. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, we read, Created by the Elohim were the heavens and the earth. Yet the earth became a chaos and vacant, and darkness was on the surface of the submerged chaos. Yet the spirit of the Elohim is vibrating over the surface of the water. From these two passages, we see a sharp contrast. According to Isaiah, God did not create the earth as chaos. It was orderly. It was perfect. Yet, we read in Genesis 1, verses 1 and 2, that the earth became a chaos. Since Isaiah has told us it was not created this way, became in Genesis 1-2, is an excellent translation. What happened? <clears throat> to answer that question, we need to look at what chaos is. Chaos is the state of disorder. It is the opposite of order. It is a state of unpredictability of randomness, of disarray, a state incompatible with life. Chaos, disorder. In society, it causes anxiety, terror, and harm. Cosmos is the state of order of dispelling chaos and establishing predictability. It is a state of organization, of cooperation, of function, a state required for life. Cosmos, order. It brings calm, peace, and health. Order is of God. Chaos is of Satan. Genesis 1-2 then tells us when Satan sinned. His sin brought chaos where order once existed. Genesis chapter 1 verses, verse 3 
going all the way down to Genesis chapter 2, in the first part of verse 4, records a renovation or a replenishing of the earth and the resultant creation of humanity in response to this sin. Order, organized form, function, structure, and harmonious cooperation is required for anything to be beautiful, like the rapturous chords of a symphony. Order never happens randomly or by accident. It never arises without purposeful, intelligent action. God is our creator, the source of order, beauty, and life. When God created, he brought order. He built the fabric of the universe, the cosmos, by dispersing energy and applying his design laws. He also continuously sustains their operations. God's laws are the protocols that govern all reality, the laws that bring predictability, reliability, and order to the universe, such as the law of gravity, the laws of physics and health, and the moral law. Satan is the author of confusion, of disorder, of chaos. He is described as the man of lawlessness in 2 Thessalonians 2.3. He is the one who violates God's design protocols and seeks to establish a system of made-up rules and arbitrary penalties. By deviating from God's order, Satan's way causes chaos, disorder, pain, suffering, and death. In other words, Satan's way is against God's way. It is outside of God's way. It is outside of God's design laws for the universe. It creates lawless. This state of lawlessness is called sin. And it is a state of being out of harmony with God, out of harmony with the protocols he built life to operate upon, out of order, a state that is disorderly, chaotic, irrational, and destructive. Salvation is when, through our trust in what Jesus Christ accomplished for us on the cross, the simple fact that Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, restores us to well-ordered living.
When God indwells us with his spirit and seals us according to Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, it is being at one with God, being united in the bonds of love and trust, in harmony with him. But Satan's kingdom is built upon chaos and disorder, a world in which people and nations operate by their own rules that violate God's design. And I ask you, what are we experiencing in society today, especially if you live in one of the Western countries? Are you experiencing ever-increasing chaos, anarchy, discord, conflict, disorganization, bedlam, unruliness? Despite the far too many human laws and mandates and regulations and rules, society is still becoming more disordered. And this creates fear. And this fear inflames selfishness. And selfishness leads to more chaos. For society to be well-ordered, its people must make orderly decisions in the governance of themselves and in the actions they take and how they relate to others. This cannot be achieved by imposed laws or external threats and the infliction of punishment. A society of well-ordered people requires those people to have internalized the principles of God as the basis for their actions. John Adams, the second president of the United States, assisted Thomas Jefferson in drafting the Declaration of Independence. And it was really John Adams' influence that led to the following quote that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. End of quote. John Adams influenced Thomas Jefferson to pen these words because he understood that a well-ordered society requires its people to be moral and self-governed. He also wrote to the Massachusetts militia on October 11, 1798, the following, <clears throat> and I quote, Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government 
of any other. End of quote. James Madison, the fourth U.S. president, also a founding father, and also a framer of the U.S. Constitution, wrote some of the Federalist Papers. In Federalist Paper number 55, he wrote, and I quote, The United States Constitution requires sufficient virtue among men for self-government. Otherwise, nothing less than the chains of despotism can restrain them from destroying and devouring one another. End of quote. Sin causes people to be afraid and selfish, greedy and cruel and exploitive and untrustworthy. Without Jesus Christ as Savior, without God renewing hearts and minds, individuals unavoidably become more abusive, deceitful, and self-centered. Such people seek more wealth, more power, more control for self, and will hurt others to get it. Without the Holy Spirit recreating virtue within the heart, society decays into chaos with increasing crime and drug abuse, including state legalization and the sponsoring of it. The breakdown of families, including the state arbitrarily changing what marriage is and what God-designed male and female identity and relationships are. Domestic violence, and with more dishonest and exploitive leaders, corrupt and deceitful media, and practices and policies that cause more harm, chaos, and suffering. Chaos causes harm. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, it causes pain and suffering, which inflames fear. And this fear causes people to become more survival-driven, more willing to lash out against others to protect themselves, to make themselves feel safe and to find safe spaces. And such people will band together with others into various factions, whether tribes, gangs, or political parties, to gain greater power for their group, to force their ways upon others, all to make self feel more secure and less afraid. But this only causes more conflict, more fear, more chaos, and society rapidly decays to the point in which the people become so desperate to feel safe that they welcome a totalitarian ruler and rules to restore some semblance of order, much like what we see in China and North Korea.
But there can be a different kind of society. A society that arises from the godly order of a moral people. People who are members of the body of Christ. Who are mature in character and self-governed. Who practice the principles of godly altruism, love for truth, and liberty of conscience. Principles espoused by the Apostle Paul and his writings to the body of Christ. Such a society is built upon common values inherent in our equality as beings created in the image of God. Yes, we are imagers intended to represent him. These common values include respect for the freedoms of others, freedom of speech, freedom of conscience, freedom to disagree with one another, freedom to travel and to assemble and to conduct commerce and the right to have a truly free and honest press. Such a society creates an atmosphere capable of sustaining greater cooperation and tolerance, even with divergent ideas, perspectives, beliefs, and attitudes. We become a people united on common principles, and such a people will rise to greatness. This is what the body of Christ is supposed to do in society. Paul writes to the church in Corinth, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. True peace only comes through understanding God and being in that relationship with him that allows for understanding to take place. But these godly principles are under attack by the enemy of God. And society is decaying before our eyes into chaos. And that decay is predictable, purposeful, and a strategic goal of all the enemies of good. Chaos is the unavoidable result of destroying in the hearts and minds of people the truth about God, the truth that we are created as image bearers of our incredible God of love and replacing it with the godless theory of evolution, which teaches that chaotic forces are the source of life, and that we bear the image of wild animals in which only the strongest and the most vicious, the most willing to kill competitors, survives. The enemies of good, the enemies of God, are active in advancing a variety of theories that are all rooted in the lie that there is no God 
and that humans evolved from random chaotic forces of nature. If the philosophy movement or ideas being advanced incites fear rather than love, inflames conflict rather than cooperation, increases hopelessness rather than inspiring hope, requires hurting another to advance the cause, you can be sure that movement or philosophy is part of chaos and is designed to destroy the image of God in people, to break down societal order and prepare people to accept a powerful dictator as their savior. Those who want a totalitarian form of government, want to destroy individual morality, to destroy families, to destroy the principles that the Apostle Paul founded, to have more chaos in society, more isolation, more fear, so that the people will eventually be so frustrated frightened and discouraged and exhausted that they will exchange their liberty for security. Did not the Apostle Paul write to the church at Galatia, stand fast in the liberty wherewith God has set you free? Benjamin Franklin understood this threat. And, and he said, and I quote, any society that would give up a little liberty to gain a little security will deserve neither and will lose both. End of quote. The only way for a secure and ordered society to exist is when it is populated by mature and ordered people who seek to the best of their ability to live out God's design laws for life, who love others as themselves, who are honest in their dealings, and who respect the liberties of others. But the Bible predicts that as the second coming of, of Christ approaches, those who have rejected the Creator God will become more predominant in society. His godlessness spreads, and people harden their hearts to the Holy Spirit. The Spirit respects their choice and slowly withdraws Himself from that society. Without his restraining influence, chaos increases. Society experiences ever-increasing violence, decadence, corruption, villainy, vulgarity, and human debasement. People will feel less and less secure. And to feel safe, they will embrace the rise of the beastly powers of revelation. The 
totalitarian rulers that will arise claiming to do justice to make things right by using external power, restrictions of liberty, and control over people. All but the very elect will be deceived because the actions of the beast will have the superficial appearance of order maintained by government surveillance, community infiltrators, informers, secret police, and oppressive restrictions on liberty and coercive enforcement. In the world today, chaos is increasing. God allows this because he gives us real freedom. Freedom as a people to reject him. He lets us have what we choose. And if we choose to reject him, he withdraws his presence. And without God, the only possible result is chaos. God also allows this to occur gradually, is a mercy to provide real-time evidence of how reality works so that every human can see for themselves or herself what happens when people reject God for chaos. Godly order, life, and health are only possible by functioning in harmony with God's purposes. The Apostle Paul states in Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this current eon, looking for that blessed hope, in the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. <clears throat> Today, I invite you to choose God. Choose order, choose life by believing that the grace of God that brings salvation has indeed appeared to all humanity. It is the grace of God that teaches us to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts. It is the grace of God that teaches us to live soberly and righteously and godly in this current eon. It is the grace of God that teaches us to reject the lie that we can have a better world by having more government, more man-made laws, more mandates, and the loss of more freedoms.
And I want you to note, the Apostle Paul is not placing you back under the Mosaic law. The Mosaic law can never teach you. It can only prove guilt. Where the law did abound, grace does much more. It is the grace of God that changes lives. Indeed, that grace of God brings salvation. The Mosaic law can only bring guilt and condemnation and judgment. The grace of God rescues you from all of that. I ask you to choose order, to have a relationship with Jesus Christ as your own Savior. You can have a relationship with God today. And you can be on the side that wins because ultimately order will triumph over chaos. The Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4, the following. <clears throat> now I make known to you, brothers, the gospel which I proclaim to you, which you also have received, in which you also stand, by which you are also being saved. If you hold fast to the message I proclaim to you, unless you believed to no purpose. For I passed on to you is of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised up on the third day according to the scriptures. Simply believing and trusting this wonderful gospel or good news places you into a permanent relationship with God that can never be broken. It places you on the path of order and structure. It frees you from fear because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the power of a sound mind. God is indeed reestablishing order today. And he's doing it one soul at a time. Good day and God bless. We want to thank you for listening to this week's Differing Things podcast. If you would like to get more information about the Bible, please check out our website, www.beacon-ministries.org. 
Do not forget to join us next week for a new Differing Things podcast. Thank you.